Turn, if you would, this morning to the book of James. James chapter 4 is where we're going to be. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we have together. I pray that you would use it to be a help in our walk with you. God, I pray that you'd help us to uh, be willing to make the needed application wherever that might be. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to not be distracted by anything else going on today. I pray that any distractions that may be present in the room, God, that you would uh, just uh, eliminate those, those distractions so that we can hear from you today. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I know that for the last few weeks, we have dealt with this truth that in this portion of Scripture, it appears as though James is writing to believers who have strayed in their walk with God, and he is trying to give them steps on what needs to happen, what needs to take place in order for that relationship to be restored. And so I want to remind us very briefly as to what's been said, what's been looked at and considered. First of all, he said that they needed to draw nigh unto the Lord. That if they were going to make the relationship what it was supposed to be, they had to be willing to put forth the effort in the relationship and draw nigh unto God. He said if they were willing to draw nigh unto God, then the Lord would be willing to draw nigh unto them. And so I tried to remind us that we will only get from our relationship with the Lord what we are willing to put into it. So many people don't want to put effort into their walk with God, and yet they want this great, warm relationship with Him. That's not the way it works. We have to be willing to put the work into it. He then said, we need to be cleansed or purged from our sin, and not just the external sin that everyone is able to see, but the internal sin as well that would stand between us and God. So many times, if we're not careful, we concentrate on the external sins, but the sins of the heart can be just as, as troublesome in our walk with the Lord as some other external sin that others are able to see. And then last week we watched as James said this, that they needed to be afflicted and they needed to mourn. They needed to have a brokenness over their sin. It is impossible to be made right with God until a person is willing to be broken over their sin. And so there has to be a change of mind, there has to be a change of thought, there has to be a change of attitude, there has to be a brokenness if we are going to be reconciled or made right. And so that's what James has conveyed, that's what we've looked at, and this morning we're going to continue on. Before we do, I want us to think about a question this morning that I don't want us to answer out loud. I just want us to give some attention to this question and see what would possibly enter into your mind. The question I want you to ask yourself this morning is this. What is one of the most difficult things you have ever been called upon to do? Of all the things that you have encountered in life, of all the things that you have faced, of all the things that, that have stood before you, what would be among the most difficult thing? or things you have ever had to do. Now, obviously, with each person, the answer would vary, would it not? 
Somebody may say something like this. Well, the most difficult thing I've ever had to do to, to this point in my life is maybe watch one of my kids move away and, and not have the closeness of that relationship that we once had. Somebody may say something like this. Well, the first thing that popped into my mind was, was some educational achievement that, that, that I was able to obtain in life. And boy, that was a difficult thing. Somebody may say something like this, well, I was challenged physically, and that was the first thing that came to mind. Somebody else may say, well, it wasn't that. It was whenever I laid this loved one to to rest, and they had passed from this life, and I had to say goodbye this side of heaven. That was the most difficult thing I've ever had to deal with. Let's listen to this, please. There are so many different things that, that we could say, that was one of the most difficult moments in my life. And if that's what you would say, then there's no denying that. If it was a difficult moment, then it was a difficult moment, and possibly even a defining moment. Now, as we hold on to that, I want us to think about that principle as we change directions. And I want us to think this morning of a word that all of us are familiar with. I want us to think of the word pride. We're all familiar with this word, are we not, this word pride? There are many ways in which this word could be described or defined. I just want to use a very simple definition this morning for the word. I just want to use a very simple explanation of it. And that would be this, is that pride is manifested in a person's life when they have a high or exalted opinion of themselves. Pride is when a person has an exalted or high opinion of themselves. Now, I think that we know this. I think that we would all agree to this, that pride can then manifest itself in many different ways. Can it not? If a person is proud, if a person has this exalted or high opinion of themselves, it can manifest itself in so many different ways. So this morning, I want to narrow it down for just a moment. And I want us to think about this. That, that pride oftentimes manifests itself in a person thinking that they are right and everyone else is wrong unless everyone else agrees with them. That, that would be a scenario where pride is manifested, would it not? The person says, I am right. And you are wrong, and you are wrong, and you are wrong, and you are wrong, but you're okay. And why are you okay? Because you agree with me. Well, that's pride, is it not? And we're all capable of manifesting that kind of pride in our lives. I'm just going to be very personal for just a moment, and I think you can relate to what it is I'm about to say, but but there have certainly been times in my marriage... There have certainly been times in my marriage where my pride is what made me think I was right and Susie was wrong. Just pure pride. There have been times in my relationship with the kids that it was pride who made me think I'm right and kids, you're wrong. There have been times in other relationships where I have thought to myself, I'm right, you're wrong. And that was motivated by my pride. As a pastor, I have thought, I'm right and this church member is wrong. And it was pride that was motivating 
that opinion of me being right and the church member being wrong. We've all been there, have we not? I'm right, you're wrong, and this is how I know. Because I'm smarter than you. I'm better than you. I just know more than you. That is pride. We know this too, don't we? That pride can be pretty offensive to the one we are proud against. You you, you know, if, if your greatest argument in a battle is because I said, that doesn't go over real well with the person you're at odds with. To say something like this, well, because I'm the man, I must be right. Most women will shoot that one down pretty quick if that's the best reason we can come up with. Susie's never said, well, you're the man, you must be right. I'm just an ignorant old lady. I mean, that's not how it works, right? I shouldn't have said old, I just, I meant young. I'm I'm not an ignorant young lady. (laughs) Middle-aged at best. If my best defense with the church member is because I'm the pastor, that's not a very good line of defense. You understand this, don't you? That if pride is what's motivating the argument or the dissension or the the, the lack of harmony, it is an offense against the one that we are at odds with. And so here is this painful moment that all of us have had to realize at different times. I'm not right. I'm wrong. We've all had to admit that, right? I'm not right. I'm wrong. Susie was right, and I was wrong. The kid, the children, they were right, and I was wrong. The church member was right, and I was wrong. We've all been there. You've had to say to yourself before, the boss was right. And I was wrong. The employee was right and I was wrong. You've had to say the pastor was right. And I was wrong. We've all had to do that, haven't we? But let's think about it. It's difficult to reach that point, isn't it? Because of pride. Isn't it amazing how of all the difficult things we have been called upon to do in life, one of the most difficult things we find ourselves wrestling with over and over and over again is admitting we're wrong and someone else was right. Is that fair to say? 
that one of the most difficult things we wrestle with as we go throughout our days is admitting that we're not always right. Because our pride wants to make us think we don't do anything wrong, and if anybody has any opinion otherwise, it's them, not us. And so in our pride, we hold on to sometimes positions, thoughts, attitudes, manners of life that we ought not hold on to. And isn't it amazing that the longer we hold on to our pride, the more miserable we become? That's true, isn't it? The longer we hold on to our pride, the more miserable we become. And so whenever we finally admit we're wrong and the other person is right, isn't it true that it's like the load is just lifted almost immediately? When we're finally willing, when we're finally ready to admit, I don't get it right every time. Now why mention that? Well, this morning, who is James writing to? He is writing to believers who have strayed in their walk with God. They are backslidden. They're not where they're supposed to be. Their relationship with the Lord is is not what it's supposed to be. And that is because of sin. And the question that some may have, the question that some may entertain would be this, is what was their sin? And the answer to that question is, we don't know. We don't know what the answer to their sin was, or to the question is. We don't know what the answer to that question is. We just know that, that it was sin that had entered into their lives that has not yet been dealt with. And James is saying, this is what you need to do, and this is what you need to do. And I want to remind us of something that I mentioned last week, and that is this. is Sin is always an offense against God. Sin is always an offense against God. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter what the sin is. It doesn't matter what the person is engaged in. Sin is always an offense against God. So as you think about that, notice what James wrote in verse number 10 of James chapter 4. He said this, Humble yourselves... In the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, or in the presence of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. What does it mean when a person humbles themselves? Whenever James tells his readers to humble themselves, what does it mean when he says to do so? It means this, to bring one's self low. Now, I know this is simple. I know this is basic, maybe elementary, maybe not anything that needs to be said to us this morning. But I want us to think about this. What is the only reason that would cause somebody to need to humble themselves? 
The only reason that could prompt that, the only thing that could cause that, is if a person had become proud in their spiritual lives. I want us to hear this. This is so very important. The only reason that James would call upon believers to humble themselves in their relationship with God is if they had allowed pride to enter into their lives, this this pride that would cause them to say, I am right and God is wrong. Think about that for just a moment. The believers that James was writing to, there were some who had come to this conclusion, who had come to this position in their spiritual lives that they were right in what they were doing. It didn't matter what the Word of God said. It didn't matter what the Word of God declared. It didn't matter what some preacher had tried to show them by way of of truths from God's Word. They had come to this conclusion that they were right and God was wrong. They were right and anybody who would confront them, they were wrong. And what James said was this, you need to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. You need to get a little bit lower opinion of yourself and have a proper opinion of who God is and his authority in your life. Believers, you need to humble yourself. Now, this morning, I, I want us to just work through this for a little bit. And, and, and you may have a hard time getting excited about this message. I understand this because it can be a very painful truth that we're considering this morning. But I want us to think about this. Have there ever been moments in our lives where as sin crept in, as the sin, whatever it was, crept in, we determined that what we were doing or maybe were not doing, we determined it was right, no matter how wrong it may be in the sight of God. Have we ever done that? I'll just let you in on a secret. I've done it many times. The Word of God has said this, But I didn't want to do that. The Word of God has declared this, whatever it may be, and and that's not what I wanted to conform to. And so here's what happened. I determined that I knew better in this particular situation. Now think about the arrogance of that attitude for just a moment. Here's God's Word. Here's God's truth. Here is God's plan outlined for all believers' lives, we are living in contradiction to that, but we think or we thought we were still okay? Try to grasp the measure of pride associated with that. I want to ask you this morning... I don't expect a response. I just want to ask you, have you ever been there? As the pride sets in, 
And as we get more established in our sin, whatever it may be, isn't it amazing how much we can dismiss the very truths we need to be hearing and applying to our lives? It's like the Holy Spirit of God speaks to us and says, Kyle, you need this, or, or, or church member X, you need this, believer, you need this. But our pride says, no, I'm not going to accept it now, and, and no, I'm not going to, to yield to that, and no, I'm not going to surrender to that. Isn't it amazing how proud we can get in our walk with the Lord, and we're not going to change no matter what? Have we ever been there? If you've ever been there, here's what you know. That slowly but surely, it makes life miserable. I, I really hope this is all making sense. I do. I mean, just be honest. My, my mind's been a little distracted this morning. But, but I, I just, I hope this is making sense. I have discovered of myself... That when I have let pride set in, and I'm not going to listen to the Holy Spirit, and I'm not going to listen to the Word of God, I have discovered for myself, it makes life miserable. Because you cannot live in sin and disobedience and rebellion to God's Word and still be happy. It's just impossible. So I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Again, I suspect that it has, but, but I have discovered that because of my spiritual pride, some of the more difficult things I've ever had to do, as silly as this sounds, is I've had to admit that God was right and I was wrong. I don't know if that makes sense to you this morning. I don't know if that puts question marks in your mind. I'm just saying one of the more difficult things I have had to do at different times in my life, kind of like with other relationships that I've had with, with different people from so many different walks of life, one of the more difficult things I've had to do is humble myself before God and say, God, you're right and I'm wrong. Now, that shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody, but sometimes in our pride, that can be a major breakthrough, can't it? God, you're right. I ought not be living this way. God, you're right. I, not, I ought not be thinking this way. God, you're right. That, that shouldn't be my spirit. God, you're right. That should not be my attitude. It's amazing how difficult it can be sometimes to just humble ourselves and admit we're wrong, God is right, even though we're miserable in the midst of our rebellion. And so I like what James went on to say in verse number 10. He said, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. And he shall lift you up. This words or this statement, lift you up, there are different ideas, there are different thoughts as to what this means. Some think that it means to prosper or to be bountiful. 
That sounds good, that sounds nice, but I don't think the context would really bear that out. So there are some other ideas that are floated around as it relates to this statement and as to what it means. And and one of the things that it does mean definitely is this, is that it gives happiness or it gives joy. So if you think about this, here's kind of the picture that's being painted in the minds of the readers, is that if you will humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, if in the presence of God you will humble yourself and admit you are wrong, here is what God will do. He will begin to restore the joy and the happiness that's been lost as a result of your hard heart and your stiff neck and your pride that has kept you from humbling yourself in his presence. James is saying, if you will just admit that you're wrong and God is right, then the happiness and the joy that you have lost it will begin to be made known unto you once more. How many of us have ever known that to be true? I think most of us have. I think most of us could find ourselves with a testimony like this at some point in our past. We allowed sin to enter into our lives. We justified it. We rationalized it. We made excuses for it. We told ourselves we were right and everybody else was wrong. We knew what we were doing. We didn't need anybody else's help. And we made our lives miserable. But when we finally knelt before God in a physical fashion or in, a, in an emotional, mental fashion, when we, when we humbled ourselves before God, it was like immediately the weight was lifted and the load was lifted and we began to have this joy and happiness we had had taken from us. We've all had that testimony, haven't we? Some of us have. James is exactly right, and that shouldn't surprise us, but James is exactly right. If you will humble yourselves, believers, it will allow you to get right with God. If you'll begin to admit that God is right and and you're wrong, here's what will happen. You'll begin to have the joy and the happiness restored in your life. Now this morning, I've tried to be transparent, I've tried to be, obvi- I've tried to be honest, I've tried to, to let you know that, that I think I know something about what James is talking about because of my own personal failures. But this morning, I want to talk to us for just a moment because I believe this is necessary. You may say, Brother Kyle, I don't believe this is necessary, okay? This is where we would disagree, and I will admit that, that I think I'm right and you're wrong. And you may say, well, that's just pride on your part. Okay, and I would say, well, it's pride on your part that you think I don't need to present this, okay? We might be in an impasse. Time will tell, okay? But I believe that it is possible, and not only possible, but probable, that there are people right now in our own church fighting their own internal battles with the Lord right now. And it hinges on this subject of pride and this determination to prove that they are right and God is wrong. 
You say, Brother Kyle, what could, what could possibly prompt you to say such a thing? Observation, experience, hearing what people say, and just some common sense. To think that amongst this crowd, though it's not a large crowd, to think that amongst this crowd that there are not some people wrestling with God in their daily lives, that's foolish. Because what do we want to prove? We always want to prove we're right and that someone else is wrong, even if that includes God. I'm just saying, I I believe that there are some right now in our own church family, in our own church body, here is what you are wrestling with. You are wrestling with your pride that you don't want to admit that you're wrong right now and God is right. And that some things in your life need to change. The attitude needs to change. The actions need to change. The priorities need to change. Your your whole thinking, it needs to change. You don't want to admit that because you're right and everybody else is wrong and you've got it all together and you know what's going on and you don't need anybody else's help. I'm just saying, I, I think it's possible and most likely probable that that's happening right now. And you know what that does? It undermines your joy. Now, I know what the proud person says because I've been there. The proud person says, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. You cannot live in pride and rebellion to the truth of God's word and maintain real joy and happiness. It is absolutely spiritually impossible. So I'm just saying for somebody in in, in our room this morning who, who might be wrestling with it, who might be struggling with it, I just want to share with you, it is already, whether you realize it or not, it is already eating at your joy and your happiness and your contentment and your satisfaction in life. And and I just want to let you know, again, by way of experience, it's only going to get worse. It will not get better. The longer you hold on to your pride and the longer that you try to prove that you're right and God's word is wrong, I just want you to know the longer that that goes on, the more miserable you're going to become. Because we cannot hold on to our pride and still enjoy life. So what do some in this room need to do this morning? Say, Brother Kyle, how arrogant for you to say this. No, I'm just being honest with us. What do some in this room need to do this morning? There needs to be a humbling of oneself. Again, I know from experience, there needs to be a humbling of oneself and just saying, I am so tired of fighting this battle. I am so tired of trying to defend my every move and to defend my every action. I'm so tired of it. I just want to humble myself and and surrender before God and say, God, I finally admit it. You're right and I'm wrong. And and, and I want you to know, here's what will happen when you do that. He will lift you up. If you've been wrestling with God, and if today you are wrestling with God because you're trying to prove you're right and he's wrong, 
I want you to know that you could leave here this morning feeling far better than when you came in if you would just be willing to humble yourself before the Lord today. And just say, God, I'm tired of playing the games. God, I am, I am tired of going through this. I, I am tired of trying to justify whatever the sin is as I go throughout my daily life. I'm tired of it. I'm telling you, the joy and the happiness could be restored, and you could enjoy life so much more, but you'll not experience that until you humble yourself. Those aren't my words. Those are the words of James. Is it difficult? It can be among some of the most difficult things we ever do. Would you agree with that? Come on. Is it difficult? Yeah, it's difficult. But man, are the rewards worth it when we finally do it. Are you wrestling with God? You need to humble yourself. I know the thought is worn out maybe in the minds of some, but I just want to say this because we've talked about it in the past. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter where we're at in our spiritual lives right now. Anybody can get sidetracked in their walk with God, and the pride can infiltrate the heart of any of us. Our pride is something that we have got to guard against because it will make us miserable. We need to stay humble before God because God is always right. And if there's a disagreement between us and him, we can know we're the ones who are off. He is the one who is right, and we just need to surrender to that. I hope we'll consider it. Stand this morning and bow our heads for prayer. Fathers, I come to you this morning. I pray that you would help us, Lord, to do some inventory very quickly before you. God, I don't know the heart of one person in here. I don't know what someone may be struggling with, what someone may be wrestling with. But Lord, there is no doubt in my mind that any of us at any time can be wrestling with our pride before you. And Lord, if we would just be honest, there may be some today who are saying that right now they are fighting so hard to prove that they're right and everybody else is wrong. And it's making them miserable if they would just be honest. I pray that you'd help us today to see the need to surrender. Because that is the only way to have the joy and the happiness restored in our walk with you. I pray that you'd bless the invitation however you see fit. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. As Lauren plays, you've got time to pray.